Hey everybody, welcome down uh, to another edition of Dive Bar Mitzvah. Hey, it's me, your pal Ian. We're coming at you uh, pre-recorded, but very, very live today at the Cedar Inn, which is right on the corner of 42nd and Cedar in South Minneapolis. Used to be a 3-2 place. I used to come here all the damn time when it was a 3-2 place, but only when I could find it. There's special booze ferries that would lead me here. There are times where I could drive around blank for like 20 minutes and not find the place. Other days, I could find it like a goddamn heat-seeking missile. Uh, we're here. It's a lively crowd tonight. Um, I believe they have motocross on the stereo right now. So if you hear, and I think it's Australian. So if you hear a weird accent talking quickly, that's what it is. Or it's me. I'm from Indiana. Sometimes the y'alls drop in. Um, now, uh, this is, as last week I mentioned, I am on a cleanse for the next uh, three or for three weeks total. This is my week number two. It's going well. I am down 10 pounds, I think. I'm going to say I'm down 10 pounds. I don't know that for sure. Because my scale, I hopped on it, and it said 187. And I'm like, all right, that's my base. Hopped on it, like, four days later, 192. Hopped on it immediately after that, 185. So I have no fucking idea if I'm losing any weight. But I'm going to say I've lost 10 pounds. Basically, all of the uh, all of my cravings have gone away. There haven't really been many, but now they've been replaced by being angsty and short with people I love. So I thought, what better for the guest for today than to have someone I love on and love I do uh, but before we get to him um, I want to thank everybody who's been listening last week was our highest listened to episode so that's awesome so seriously thanks for everybody for listening and if you're listening on uh, iTunes please oh please oh please rate us high and tell a friend or two so we can keep doing this madcap lunacy in weird bars almost getting beat up by the regulars um, now this, we're actually in South Minneapolis uh, it's, I haven't done that for a while. And this is an interesting neighborhood for me because the first time I ever did radio, I did it over here. And you might think to yourself, well, Ian, I know South Minneapolis. There's no radio stations over there at all. And that's absolutely true. I uh, was doing a pirate radio station uh, in like a million years ago in the late 90s. And uh, it was horrible. It was a nightmare. Uh, and it was actually owned by uh, or being ran by somebody who's running for governor. That's not important. But what is important is right around uh, late October, early November, right in time for election season. And I, uh, since I'd never done radio before, I drew the straw that said, you're going to be on uh, November 1st at 7 o'clock in the morning. Now, that's, that was a Sunday this year, and it was and it's always the day after Halloween. So 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, right after Halloween, there I was, smiling and playing esoteric college rock for nobody. And that is what led me to my career path, where I'm here today with our guest here at the Cedar Inn. And yet again, not only do I know him and love him, he's one of my best friends on earth. And like me, he's not drinking today either. He is a comedian of great repute. He is a stand-up guy. He looks good in a sweater vest. Or I guess not a sweater vest. He looks good in a, is that a cardigan? A zip-up cardigan. You can talk now. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, just some sort of zip-up sweater. And it's got some, some suede, some leather fronts here. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's lovely. Or well, suede, ladies, yeah, not yeah, velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, my friend and yours, uh, Mr. Patrick Bauer. How are you doing, Patrick? I am doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. And you, you're down 10 pounds. That's good. That's good. If not more, I'm saying 15 now. I can see it in the face. Yeah, I look more gaunt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe that's just for maybe that's just for Bowie's passing though. I'm trying to kind of. I'm uh, I'm the new thin white duke. I, uh, yeah, I didn't know what to think. I mean, obviously, it's, it's like a, a piece of the universe is missing. I feel like I got dumped by music. I feel like I woke up and I got like a Dear John letter saying, no more, Ian, you cannot do this. You cannot be into it. Cause, like, it's, and we talked about this on the last episode before he died, about his birthday and you know how he's like 69 and how everyone's going to die soon. Right. And holy shit. 
that could not be. That could be not. I mean, not only was it pathetic for that. But, I mean, somebody posted uh, shortly after Bowie died, uh, uh, Keith Harris, who's a uh, writer here in town, and he laid it out like, we could be dealing with this every month forever now. Right. Because everybody, the the pool of famous people who are around 70 is now huge. Okay. Alan Rickman died today. Right, yeah. Who saw, saw that, that coming? That was also sad. We got, I mean, in the last, like, three weeks, we've just been losing them right and left. These are sad times. They are. I don't and know. And this is I, a shitty way to start an episode of a podcast. I've God come to accept death as a natural part of life uh, due to experiencing large volumes of yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's just let's just fly this one into the mountain then. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and, and there's and there's a number of reasons I have you here. A, you're not drinking today, and neither am I. But in some other episodes, some older episodes of this fine podcast, Dive Bar Mitzvah is what it's called, I have uh, nerded out, and I have uh, taken you down rabbit holes you did not necessarily want to go down, and I've drug you sk- uh, screaming and kicking, and, and that's been reflected in the, in, the, in the listen count to some of them, where it's like, this one has 300, this one's got 15. All right, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'll throw it down the middle a little bit more, but... To honor you, I brought somebody who has drugged me down a rabbit hole or two. And, uh, and, and Patrick, not only are you a comedian uh, of note, but you also are, you, you have very specific interests uh, in the world of uh, cinema and, and music that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, no, no. I, uh, and it's funny, I, I am to you what other people seem like to me. It's <laughs> like, really? You like that shit? What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Wait, so you're saying I'm what now? So I, I'm, <laughs> well, I, I, I will acquiesce to the idea that you have good taste. I would, well, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. Uh, no, you do, you know. Um, so what, oh yeah, what, what do I like that you don't like? Well, no, no, I was, I was asking it, like, what, what do you here. mean, no, what do you mean by I am, like, to you, like, they are to me, what, what, what is that? Well, because I remember, I remember when we were living together. Yeah, we were roommates for a number of years. And I was listening to Postal Service, uh-huh. and you and John had a real field day with that. Yeah. Like, what are you, 14? <laughs> Specifically, that was said to so me. So, I dress you down like you dress the rest of the world down. Is that what you're, was that I what you're getting so, at? I guess so, yeah. Okay. And I try, right. I try not to, but I can't help it sometimes. Yeah, I know, and uh, I have tried to be very conscious as well with my greatly advancing years not to talk down to people in an ageist way because I'm used to talking down to people because I'm condescending <laughs> and, and it's part of my shtick. It's Have part of my shtick. Uh, so and now and I've been talking down to people but I've been trying to make sure that it's not about age. Like I will t- I know I'm talking down to you as a peer not because you're younger than I am to people who are mu- who are much younger than I am. Now <laughs> Sorry, just as a quick thing, my favorite time that ever happened to me, where I definitely sounded like an old asshole, was when uh, this dude that lived with the gal that I was dating, I was talking about uh, Operation Ivy, and he said, I was talking about, he said, Tim Armstrong was in a band before Rancid? Oh my god. (laughs) I just about lost my mind. But that's what you're talking about when it comes to Rancid? I mean, I'd be like, I mean, so somebody was dressed... Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't even know where to start here, man. <laughs> so anyway, but I know we have we have a lot of uh, uh, interest in common. But we also have some apart. One of which, of course, uh, is uh, Quentin Tarantino. And you're not a fan. Now, should we come back to this, or should we talk about death? We it seemed like we left off at death. We did leave death on the table. No, because that's almost too much of a. I mean, uh, see, it's a bummer way to start things. Yeah, but now I feel like it's it's lurking over us. But I think my freewheeling attitude about it might uh, help cheer people up. Yeah, about our impending mortality. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, Keith Harris, uh, as I said a couple minutes ago, Keith Harris wrote this uh, thing on Facebook, local writer, about how we might be dealing with celebrity deaths every month. Now, uh, that's scary as hell. And, you know, and honestly, and this, not to be strange about this, but my dad died. Uh, all right. First off, uh, we got people over, our, over your shoulder giving us no end of shit. Oh. Um, which is fine with me. That's great. Um, Let them laugh. And, and at the Cedar Bar today, uh, when I ordered, I ordered a club soda because, you know, what else can I drink here? And uh, the bartender looked at me and went, well, why the fuck are you here then? <laughs> and you know what? I didn't have a good answer. Really Did you say podcast? No. I thought that might be too much. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway. It's so foppish dandy walks yeah, into exactly. local water. I'm looking, I'm looking to see if any of these fine gentlemen here might be looking for a little company tonight. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, no, with with all the recent celebrity deaths, the rest of celebrity deaths, I feel like I'm more like not as moved by it as I would be normally because my dad died a couple of years ago. Uh, do you? I mean, and, and you were talking about death earlier. You you've had your fair share. I mean, how immune are you to this raft of crap? Uh, well, I, I feel pretty immune. Really, to tell the truth, you know, same deal with me. Obviously, you know, I lost uh, my father a few years back, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but before that, that was like the last domino yeah. in the family death, you know, setup. Because it was uh, it was my mom like eight years ago, and then after that, it was every six months to a year another member Jesus. of my family uh, until finally my dad, and then it kind of cooled off for a little bit. Well, you know, you got to the season finale. Yeah, it's hard to outdo that, <laughs> but. Uh, but you know, Bill certainly did his best. That that yeah, that, that, that was, moved that was me. A surprise. That yeah. was uh, But you know, when I started hearing about. People I look up to that I'd never met, you know, like mm-hmm. Lou Reed died. And yeah. Sure, I was sad, but, you know, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, boy, we just didn't. So I don't, yeah, I don't have a good way to, to go with this. I, I'm so sorry. Try to figure it out if I should just edit all of this out. Should we start <laughs> over? How do we do this? Um, so, anyway. Um, Actually, let's chat about your dad a little bit. You're a second-generation comedian. Um, yes. Your father, uh, known in many circles here in town and across the country, he kind of uh, burned a path, uh, I guess would be a, yeah, a way to put and it. And some bridges. Yeah. I think. Uh, named Wild Bill Bauer. Uh, funny as hell. He was a funny guy. Yeah. Now, and you knew him, of course. You know, I mean, now, watching the old footage of your old man, now, how much of it was like, oh, my God, I don't believe you used to do, do this shit? Or did you witness some of that? That shit firsthand. I where, did witness a lot of it Because you figure, firsthand, you know, when he yeah. has a kid, and if he's nearby, maybe he'd back off. But you're saying that wasn't the case. It was not the case. No, and as young as uh, three years old, I can remember being uh, taken out to, to places. Maybe four. I don't know. Three mm-hmm. or four, but pretty young. Yeah. Just being out at, uh, it, there was the uh, Comedy Cabaret, which is now a coffee shop on 28th and Heaven. Okay. Uh, heaven? Hennepin. <laughs> uh, it's in Heaven now, yeah. Comedy Cabaret. Uh, and that went through a few changes. It was Comedy Cabaret, it was Ha Ha Club, and then eventually um, uh, someone else, Stevie Ray's, took okay. it over. Um, but I remember seeing shows there when I was really, really little. And, uh, yeah, they couldn't change their act up just because I was hanging yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, was this shocking for you to see your old man going, you know, that... I mean, because I mean, well, no, I, you know, just, my, mom, my mom did it too. Yeah, yeah. So that course. was just business as usual for me. That's just what I thought what people did. <laughs> All their parents just went on. Oh, I didn't know that. Went on stage and, and yelled at people. And, or the sad assholes got a job pushing the wheel around like in Conan. You know, I yeah, didn't yeah. fucking know that. Yeah. 
You know, once I found out, I decided I wouldn't be doing that. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I'm straight. And even at one point, I decided there was no way in hell I would ever do comedy. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. I've heard you say that a number of times, usually after you're doing comedy. Like, in the middle of, <laughs> like, I'm never doing this again. In the now, middle of my set. Now, how, just, did, it, how did it come around for you? Because my father was a musician, and I never really wanted to get into music for it, but I still kind of flirted with the uh, outside of it a little bit. I mean, was did, how do you rebel against your father and do comedy? I mean, how, I mean, what was and what was his response to this? He was actually pretty encouraging. Really, you know, I could tell that he was fretting over the direction that I would take. I, yeah, it had, obviously he had to see some of himself at a young age in how I approached comedy. No, mostly, started. yeah, okay, yeah. But uh, to him, he wanted to make sure that I would be financially stable with comedy, and uh, well, though. All that advice kind of fell on deaf ears. I'm I am a phenomenally poor businessman, um, but he, other than that, he was really encouraging. And yeah. uh, you know, I hear from a lot of people uh, who knew him that he, I guess he apparently he talked about me really? a shit ton. Let's see, that's always great to hear. How he was very proud, um, and he wasn't shy about letting me know once in a while. But you know, he wanted to strike that balance of yeah. like, hey, I've been doing this a lot longer than you jackass so won't you listen up yeah yeah yeah. but giving me you know my props when i earned it now yeah. and and what did he uh, did he give you any notes on the on the material you did i mean like what oh yeah did he did what did he think of your material did he did he outright hate some of it did he understand all of it i mean you know there's a generation gap there and having your kid go up would uh, exemplify that you think you know i'm trying to think of a bit that he hated um that's not coming to me i know he was really he was really fond of a, a joke that I used to do about, uh, and I still do from time to time, about renting porn from the video store and returning it 10 minutes later. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. He, 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 he was ins- insistent. He was like, that's your strongest bit. You gotta really? Put it- oh, yeah. He, he, he thought it was great. Well, that is very much <laughs> in line with his kind of material. I mean, yes. yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would hit him home. I mean, and, and, uh, g- give me one or two of his lines that were probably his your, your favorite of his. <laughs> uh, there's a longer one that might be my all-time favorite piece okay. from him. Do we? Can we do that? Sure. Can I yeah. drop that on? Yeah, please. Uh, he did a lot of material about his f- family. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently I, I come from uh, insane people, like insane backwoods assholes up in Anoka. Um, apparently. Yeah. Uh, no one directly related. Like, you know, the immediate family, they're all cool. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> he did a joke about, uh, I, I think it was this one was Uncle Elmer. Um, he said, uh, so he said Elmer had gone missing, that no one had seen him for uh, a while, and people were starting to get worried. So, uh, try, okay, now I, I gotta switch to like his perspective. It's like, so we went, we went to Elmer's place. We go looking around, we're not seeing anything going on. We actually went inside the house and didn't see anyone in there, but we went upstairs into the bedroom, and there was Elmer lying in a big pile of his own shit. And we were just aghast. We were like, oh, Elmer, how can you stand to just lie there in a pile of your own shit? And Elmer said, well, this isn't my shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's, it's <laughs> indescribable. I don't, it's, I don't know why it's funny. Even. <laughs> but, but yeah, I saw I, I saw him do that bit at Acme, yeah, of all places, and just about lost my fucking mind. <laughs> and I was like, I think I was like 16 at the time. This is at the height of us being at each other's throats. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. a teenage boy. Yeah. I'm pissed at the world and 
pissed at him maybe more than anything. And oh, I shed in tears. I was laughing so hard. I was like, fuck, man. You better not say that during an argument because I will instantly <laughs> lose. Now, so and how did that work? How did the uh, inter-family dynamics work with you being uh, fond of the old man's material, yet you know you lived with him in your typical 16-year-old who probably you know didn't get along overly well with the old man? You know, I don't. I don't think he was prepared to have a child as difficult as me, yeah. and as stubborn as him. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally cut from the same cloth but i i grew up so much different than him yeah and what do you uh, mean by that how, how what was the difference well his dad was a pretty big corporal punishment guy hey. yeah which is funny because i never knew him that way like uh grandpa bauer was very kindly to me <laughs> he taught me how to tie my shoes and how to tell time and we'd have popcorn and pajamas yeah. you know when i'd stay over there and uh Turns out he wasn't that way at all back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was, uh, you don't get C's in this house. You know, the report cards had to be good. And apparently that ended one day. My Uncle Greg, uh, by the way, all, all, everyone in my family is built like a fucking linebacker. Yeah. Except for me. Um, and uh, Greg was the biggest and strongest out of all of them. And apparently Grandpa Bauer's big line with the kids was, especially as they got to be teenagers, like, you're not so big that I can't take you outside and kick the shit out of you. <laughs> and apparently he said it the last time he ever said it was when he said it, and Greg, just towering motherfucker, just stood up and he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that didn't get said anymore after that. Um, but yeah, Can no, you beat up your own grandpa? I mean, really? No, he would be his dad. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Dad, I can see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and I couldn't because by the time I was big enough to do that, he had been he'd gotten injured in his sciatic nerve. Yeah. So it would have been, you know, so that's probably pretty what unfair. chilled him out a little bit. You but know? he pushed me sometimes. I almost did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I didn't quite grow up that way. You know, um, my mom was a yeller. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. Not the same. It's frightening still, but of course. It's, it's not, you know, taking a belt to the back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just had a different way of looking at things, you yeah. know? And uh, it took us a while, but we, and this is, is bittersweet, but I mean, we got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, you know, like two or three years as great friends, as well as having a good father-son relationship yeah. before he went. And that's great. Yeah. And, you know, it took some giving on each of our parts. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Well, you know, you got two stubborn assholes like us. Yeah. Man, holy shit. But again, I'm surprised he's more giving than you are because, I mean, it's his fault, isn't it? I mean, well, like, that's he what I thought, yeah. right? <laughs> Whenever I have to apologize to my parents, whatever I had to, I'd be like, well, I mean, in fairness, this is your fault. Like, you know, and I didn't <laughs> yes, ask for this. I am the product. I, I was brought into a world I did not create. <laughs> you know, like, I cannot. Why hold this against me? I think part of it is I mostly did not grow up with him. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I didn't see him ever, but I mean, mostly I, I lived with my mom. Yeah. For most of my life. So it was weird when I started living <laughs> with him. And uh, he still has stuff up on YouTube. I mean, you can, uh, Wild Bill Bauer, definitely look it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, because, you know, they say when a man dies, or they say when an old man dies, it's like a library burns down. And that's really true in the case of your father, but thankfully there's still some stuff out there. Because, I mean, he did leave a hell of a mark on the community, uh, on the comedy community, don't you think? He did. And, uh, you know, the one, my one gripe about uh, any of the YouTube stuff is that it's almost all universally newer stuff. Of course. Um, except for Given the one, technology Except and for such. the one I uploaded, of yeah, course. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. And there's a great, gem. yeah, there's a great special up there, or not special, but hour long set yeah. that you have up that I was proud to help uh, digitize for you. I couldn't believe I got that tape back. I lent that to a guy when I was 16. Lent it to a guy that worked mm. at Acme and never saw it again. You guys like, hey, get a load of this. It's my old man. Here's an old Well, set. he asked for it. Oh, I, really? Because okay. we were talking. He was a cool guy, you know, and uh, we were talking. I told him about the tape. He's like, oh, my God, I got to see that. And I was uh-huh. like, yeah, here you go, bud. And and I never saw it again. For how many years? 20 years. 20 fucking years. 20 that's insane to hold on. That's an insane long time to hold on to something. It that, is. I mean, just, I mean, I, I'm oh, pretty no. good at that stuff, but if I'd held on to something 20 years, like yeah, it's gone. It's yeah. It's and, oh, gone. it was still in the in the uh, same plastic VHS, VHS case. case. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Craig. Yeah. Craig Allen knew who I was talking about. I didn't know the guy's last name, but Craig did. So got in touch, and he even mailed it to me. I couldn't believe it. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Uh, but yeah, that stuff's out there. Uh, definitely look it up because I mean, it's it's a, it's some especially this show because it's. Fucking unhinged. <laughs> it's raw. It's, it's I a, mean, a good way to well, put I it. Well, I mean, and to see it, like you realize, I mean, and maybe comedy's gotten smarter, maybe it just moves in a different way, but it definitely seems like comedy's gotten a lot tamer than that. Yes. Because, I mean, if that's representational of the comics that were roaming the earth in 1986, <laughs> that's because it's just blistering. I mean, he oh, goes after people, like, I mean, viciously brutally, in yeah, the audience. Just. I mean, and, you know, usually when you see comedy, that's 25 years old, it's it's quaint. You know, I mean, imagine listening to Steve Allen, you know, in the mid-70s. You'd be like, yeah, whatever. This still, like, will make you blush. This still just makes you go, what the fuck? Like, he actually got away with that shit? Like, he, they, he got hired for this gig. Like, they didn't, yeah. they knew it was him. He just didn't take the stage one day. He didn't just go, like, where's comedy? I'm getting up there. No, I mean, he's booked for this. It's, it's just unbelievable stuff. Now, and one last And I think you- this is the sweet spot, too, right after he had stopped drinking. Okay. Um, so he still had that sort of like, I don't give a fuck, you know, cause this shit's going wherever the fuck it's going. Yeah. But, you know, tightening it up because, you know, he's got his wits about him. Of course. He's not drunk And I was time. just about to ask, uh, what lessons did you take from him? But now, and you're not drinking right now either. Is this a permanent thing or are you, cause you haven't been, you've been off the sauce for a while. It should be permanent. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not committing to anything, but it should be yeah, permanent. Yeah, of course. No, nor would I ask you to, but I mean, and how long have you been off the sauce? Close to a year, I really? guess. Okay. Maybe in a two or three That's months. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you're just and you're, are you are you twelve stepping at all? No, I went to, I went to one meeting just to sort of you know get it off my chest mm-hmm. and everything, and I was there and I'm like, I fucking hate that. I hate it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'd rather just take my lumps and yeah. be miserable by myself as opposed to be miserable with a new asshole friend. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's such a weird cultish sort of codependent yeah. thing, you know. Not which for, works, not which for works for some people. Yeah. Well, apparently, I, I, now I can't remember, but it was something low, like 7 to 12%. Oh. So, <laughs> it's I was just being bad. nice. I don't know. Maybe somebody's <laughs> listening. But I see people, you know, and they're kind of addicted to meetings, and I think yeah, that's I weird. Stand and, you know, you got to replace something with it, you know? Yeah. And as I, I've been saying, I was like, well, I did this trick. I replaced drinking with not drinking. <laughs> and uh, I'm funner to be around. I smile more. How long did that take? Because I haven't been drinking for two weeks, and I have like I, nary a smile seems to cross my face. <laughs> I'm just, like, I just, I'm, I just, you know, especially interpersonally. Like, I, I mean, at home I'm fine, but like, you know, um, you know, if I'm at a bar or hanging out with other people, like my attention span is just long enough for me to get pissed off at them. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like it's just, uh, and then I leave. Honestly, I started feeling better, like really quick, okay. like within a week. Yeah. Um, 
because I think for me there, there wasn't really like the physical physical addiction to alcohol, mm-hmm. and that it was more like uh, I'm allergic to it. Okay. In the set, like that, I just don't know what the boundaries and limits are. Mm-hmm. Like other people do, can go out and have a couple beers, yeah. and I just I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I would have like a shot and a beer, and then a shot and a beer, just not thinking. Yeah. And looking forward to the buzz that I would catch. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I'd go days, even weeks, without it. Yeah. And that was all part of how I tricked myself into thinking that I didn't need to put it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it's basically the. It just doesn't agree with me. Thankfully, <laughs> drugs do. Because <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, I've substituted drinking for <laughs> smoking pot. <laughs> I always that, smoke pot. Oh well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's okay. That's I not just, substitution. I just don't get the spins when I do it. Yeah, now. I mean, in the, in the, when I uh, started doing these cleanses, and I'll move past this quickly, but like, I, I, I came to the point when I realized that. I don't get drunk really anymore. Like, I mean, I can put a whole bunch back, but I don't really get the buzz that I used to get. So why the fuck am I drinking? <laughs> like, you know, like I want to get you, like you figure you get to that weird euphoric stage. But I mean, I don't really feel like I got that anymore. So why the what, what am I doing here? Like, why am I? What's what's this drinking my hand for? I, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you that. Only you can tell. Yeah, you I know, that. right? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, something else uh, that, that's horrible, I believe, is the recent works of uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, now, I know you disagree with me here, and I want you to school me. Like, cause I, when I when I asked you to do this, like, I want you to teach me something. Give me the elevator speech on why uh, Quentin Tarantino isn't crap right now. Because I and I uh, haven't seen the new one, the the Naughty Nine, or the whatever it's called, the Hateful Eight. Is that it? It is okay. the Hateful Eight. Okay. Now, I think the only person on the planet that could articulate himself worse in defense of Tarantino is Tarantino. He's just, he, he, you don't want to get behind him. Like, and I, I love, when Reservoir Dogs came out, I remember reading it on VHS, because you know, I'm old, and I'm like, this is great, this is awesome. Then Pulp Fiction comes out, and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And basically, for me, since Jackie Brown, it's been diminishing returns, and mostly, you know awkward love letters to main actresses or badly crafted homage pieces to movies I've never seen. Now, you see, to me, they all play the same to me, and I feel it's just that uh, movies like Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown happen to strike a chord with people at the time. I think Jackie Brown sucks. I, I, I saw, oh, you I think saw it sucks? I was not a fan. Oh. I haven't seen it in years. I well, should you're see dumb. it again. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, well, thank it's you. a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. It's the most underrated movie, too. I believe. Well, um, in, in my quarters, yes. I do not rate it highly at all. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, this is the thing where it, it's hard to explain because I have a really tough time being objective about it because he, uh, and again, it's hard to explain without me comparing myself but to yes, the guy, which is going to make me, me sound like an me, asshole. I mean, give me your pitch. Because the guy is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's cocaine personified. <laughs> I mean, he's bad cocaine personified. I mean, when he's talking, it's just... Like if you've ever done cocaine, you see elements of your own behavior in Quentin Tarantino, and then you quit doing cocaine. Like if you just see it, you're like, "Well, I don't want to be that." Like if I God. made movies like him, I would never stop doing cocaine. Now, well, I um, think that's his plan too. Unfortunately, <laughs> or it's just like he's just this manic, sweaty, self-centered, pretentious little man who you can smell through the television. Yeah, you know, and I, I get why uh, people would think of him that way personally because he's not doing a very good job of presenting himself when mm-hmm. he's out there in public yeah. talking. 
And I think I think it is because he's a hyperactive geek man child. Yeah. Who happen? Who that's the legal way of saying what I was saying with sweaty and coked out. <laughs> and he's figured out that he's he's got the ear of some people and the respect of some people, yeah. and that he's onto something with the shit that he's doing creatively. And I think he. D- a, getting a better gauge of what the dudes like inside is by watching the movies. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like them, you don't like them, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But to me, they strike a real chord because, like him, I grew up alone a lot, watching movies, watching shitty movies, watching horror movies, yeah. watching exploitation movies, reading comic books, reading comic books, and reading more comic books. So along comes this dude that's making these movies like like Star Wars, that Star Wars is this weird garbage pile of all the shit that George Lucas liked growing up and that, yeah. he, that he came to appreciate, and he just fun, funneled it all into this little pro- project of his. But that's what Tarantino is doing, too. And it really strikes a chord with me because a lot of it is the same kind of shit that I liked. Okay. Not necessarily the exact same movies, but ones like So he's ripping off like shit them. you like, so it must be good. I, I don't think he's ripping okay. anything off. Huh? I'm waiting to are hear you why the first like, person to do a podcast, Ian? I am. This no, is the I, world's I, I first think podcast. you're the last person to I do a podcast. I didn't say he fucking invented cinema. You know who said that? He said that. <laughs> <laughs> With all of his all of his actions and every guy No, I mean and, and I'm not I mean I don't I mean I'm I'm devil's advocate on some of this stuff. I think he's a talented guy. If I lived in LA and I knew him, I would tell everybody in casual conversation that I'm close personal friends with Quentin Tarantino. But I don't. I live in Minneapolis, and I just see him on television every now and go and go. Uh, and my girlfriend loves Quentin Tarantino. Loves nice. Kill Bill. Uh, I mean, I think she just loves Kill Bill. I guess that's the only movie. Kill Bill is amazing. Yeah. Uh, in fairness, she's Asian. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's cool. Uh, but so, and I watch it. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's what, up? All right, we've been oh, we've hey. been approached. How do you, sir? We're doing a podcast. What oh, are you yeah. doing? Good times? Oh, fuck yeah. Jesus. That's a fucking blowout. Yeah. Right? Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, here you go. I'm a pie. Fucking right. We heard that on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> we could sync it up. What kind of league do you play in? It's just pond hockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up at Lake Nokomis, a couple blocks away. Yeah. What do you got? What kind? Of, you guys on TV or something? No, not right now. The bar that we're at. This oh, great! Yep. Fucking good times. Sure. Do you have a schedule? Um, we do have a schedule. Next week, the next two weeks, we play eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, six o'clock, yep. six o'clock. You're on the team too. Yeah. All right. I heard it was a blowout. Well, no, you didn't say that you won, though. Did you guys win? Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> just said nineteen to six. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't say actually it. specify. I was just doing a podcast. Yeah. The internet. Yeah. Who the fuck of it? Putting it out. Yeah. Boom. I'm Jeff. Jeff, my name's Ian. Jeff, I'm Patrick, bud. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet it's you. It's called Dive Bar Mitzvah. Oh, okay, well, have fun, man. You guys yeah. just you do it. No, no, no. Thank cool. you. Much. He goes to different bars and oh, yeah. talks to people. Yep. Good, good Hell yeah. Celebrate that V. Where was that? Oh, right. I think uh, some people will go batshit over the way he's rewriting history. In his movies, okay, um, and I think it's fucking awesome. I, I love it. I think it, it's people take shit too seriously, and it's a weird thing for me to say, especially like in regards to something like Star Wars, which I am very adamant about 
you know, which versions you have to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the D- I get, get the despecialized editions. It takes all the bullshit out. Yeah. Um, and how my my biggest complaint to the people who didn't like the new Star Wars is that they're taking it too fucking seriously. Yeah. Now I haven't seen it. Uh, are you a fan? I liked it. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I, just, and I, I had to let it. go of any expectations and be like, look, man, they, they're just gonna do what they're gonna do, and mm-hmm. and I got to be entertained by it by. Or uh, I fucked that up. Um, if I allow myself to be entertained by it, if it's good, I will be entertained. But you thought it, but you thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. Yeah. How does it hold up as far as canon is concerned? And I'm sure everybody who's listening to the podcast has already that, has already seen it. I I have it, which surprised me. I thought I would because you know I mean it's just one of those things. Like I bought Powerball tickets. You know, like there's a big Powerball <laughs> thing. I bought some just because I like to be part of the zeitgeist of the moment. You know, That's- and. I was uh, so when Star Wars comes out, I'm like, well, of course I'll end up seeing it. But you know, here I am, like a month later, like, eh, whatever. I mean, I can tell you, it's just a fun popcorn flick, and that's yeah. what fucking Star Wars is supposed to be. Yeah, I guess that's be. true. Yeah, I mean, if you get and rid you, of all of the all the artifice, that's right. really what it comes down to. You're never gonna strike gold again the way you did with the first two. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just see, not and the Empire's my favorite. See, this is why we never. This is why we. This is why we don't live together anymore. It's what Empire's the best. I one. said the first two. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. See, that's how I am. I yeah. thought that was Jedi. I, for some reason, I thought oh, I inverted gotcha. two and three. Sorry. Yeah, no. I, but I like Jedi. I don't. Yeah. I, I like the Ewoks, you know? Yeah, well, some people, I, even, even I'm turning off this podcast now. That's how. That's where we're at. In this. So anyway. Oh, God, no. Back to the Tarantino thing. People don't suspend their disbelief enough. It's like, it's a fucking movie, idiot. Just watch it. You know? Don't worry about, it, right, about right, the right. historical inaccuracies. Well, yeah. You know, It's not meant to be now a you're period defending, piece necessarily. Now you're defending Tarantino to people who aren't me. Like, I mean, you're now taking on all the Tarantino detractors, which just highlights how I am legion and I am in the majority. The only thing I'm liking about this uh, people that don't like Hateful Eight is that they've actually drummed up some legitimate reasons for not liking it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in the past, normally when I'd encounter someone who hates Tarantino, they're usually just a fucking moron. Yeah. Um, and now it's not the case. So I'm delighted by that because I'm, yeah. I'm always willing to listen to people who have uh, honest and, and, and credible critiques. But, um,. I think it, people accuse him of being a wannabe, you know, like yeah. like a white guy that wants to like fit in. Oh yeah, don't like even that. get and, me into you know his 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 black speak in front of other well in front of black people. Like I mean that's just like <laughs> I mean it. I I feel bad on one level on behalf of white people. I feel like oh my god, this guy is really making us all look like assholes. <laughs> but then as a human being, I feel bad. Well, like oh, my god, he's making us all look like assholes. But I mean, because I mean, he whenever he gets he gets within five feet of Jamie Foxx, he says something fucking idiotic, <laughs> and he has to like you know he just ghetto this, ghetto that, and like you're you know you're the, the richest the, white guy. This in, last in, time where people were pissed that he said ghetto, he yeah. he used that in a perfectly cromulent way. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> but here's is what people keep forgetting is the guy's a fucking dork. Yeah. He's a dorkosaurus. Like he forgets it. You know. Dorkosaurus. You, you called somebody a dork and then said Dorcasaurus. <laughs> hey, right. I'm a dork, too. I just well, try to just re- remain cognizant yeah. of it. All right. Uh, so Patrick, give me a number between one and ten. Uh, seven. Seven. Everyone does seven. Give me another one. I hate seven. Six. Six. Give me another one. Just did that one. Uh, give me a number between one and five. Um, three. Three. Half of Satan. Yes. <laughs> Halfway to hell. All right. Um, okay. Uh, this is the James Lipton question, everybody. As you might know, every episode I read a classic James Lipton question. Uh, these were all writ- read on Inside the Actor Studio by uh, Mr. James Lipton himself. You picked number three, right? 
God, I'm beginning to hate these. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? And now, and, and picture James Lipton saying, turns you on when you, uh, when you uh, answer this. You yeah, pick, you nothing pick anymore. Um, God, uh, that's a weird question. All right, it, give, me, give me another one. Then. Creativity just sort of comes when it comes. Give me another one. Uh, nine. Nine. Good. Uh, and, you, and you picked number nine. All right. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? There we go. That's great. Um, what profession would I not like to do? That's what I said. Yes. The question we have down. It's the, it's the answer we're waiting for. <laughs> I've been too positive lately. I just I see the bright side in everything. Um, something that I really would not want to do. Uh, you know, anything manual labor, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. What are the hours on this? Yeah. I'm not heavy up, lifting. Get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. To goddamn oh, way. farmer. Yeah, there we farmer. go. Farmer. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> Smells bad. You got to feel for that, man. It's, it's heavy-duty heavy it. work. Some people like it, yeah. My grandfather was a farmer, and you know, if it wasn't for the fact he's 80, he'd still keep doing it. Like He loved it. It's in his goddamn blood. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't understand it. When, when I was a child and you know, I was asked, hey, do you want to go up and visit your grandfather for the summer? It was <laughs> very much a, re- a response of, fuck no. God, no. Like about waking up. It's, I finally got out of school for the summer. You know, I'm... 14 years old, not a goddamn chance in hell I'm going to spend three months in bumfuck nowhere, you know, waking up at 6 a.m. It's the early waking, really. It's not even, it's not even the work. Yeah, if I could just roll out of bed at noon or one o'clock. I don't know. I mean, you're your own boss if you're a farmer. You don't have to get up to crack dawn. You could, uh, why do they do it then? They got a rooster, I guess. Just don't get a rooster. And before anyone thinks I'm being too critical, A, I am aware that I am alive right now because of farmers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking so down on farmers in the least. I think they're the salt of the earth. I, yeah. you know, I wish I was However, good enough to be a farmer. Farmersonly.com commercials need to go the fuck away. That's just creepy. Yeah, it those, is creepy. Are, those are weird. It is weird. And it's, uh, in case you're not familiar, it's a dating site that runs ads for <laughs> farmers to hook up with she farmers, uh, with ladies yes. of the house. I don't know. Um, you saying a woman couldn't be a farmer? Well, I don't know. I said she farmer, which would be the feminine of farmer, I guess. A farmette. I don't know. What's a yeah, a female farmer? Why has there got to be a gender specific term? Well, I, you know what? Go to where you farmers. You don't call it a she doctor. We'll go do to you? the farmers, and if they have a tranny section, I'll give you ten bucks. I bet they don't. <laughs> number seven. Oh no, number nine. Yeah. What profession would you not like to do? A farmer. That was farmer, the answer. Yes. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. I just don't think I'm, I'm cut out for it. I don't think you're cut out for it either. I should do it for a little while just so I can say I'm leaving for the city with stars in my eyes. Yeah. Or, you know, it could be like the opening, like, you know, a uh, heavy metal video where, you know, you you know you get to the Greyhound bus with, like, some straw. Like, out. that's welcome to the welcome jungle. Welcome to the jungle, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Arrive on the mean streets of Hollywood. <laughs> like a real bumpkin looking around going, man. Is this is this really is this the big city? What is it all about? <laughs> but you know what? It's you know those those streets aren't paved with gold. You know no, you think they are, but no man, it's blood. They are Nidina. sweat and tears. Um, so anyway, Patrick, uh, you're a busy motherfucker. Um, I bet you have some shows coming up this week. You got anything you want to alert our listeners to? Yeah, this Thursday I'm doing uh, two shows in one night in two locations. Actually, I'm doing a double blind improv at Honey in Minneapolis. Okay, yep. that show starts at seven thirty. Right underneath Ginger Hop, right there yeah. on Nicolette. Well, yes. Yeah. No, Hennepin. Hennepin. Sorry, yeah. Hennepin. 
Kitty Corner from Nyes. Yeah, the soon to be dead Nyes. The soon to be apartment high rise. Yeah. God, I just wanted people own who own Nyes. Just I want to see their heads on stakes. <laughs> I do. Like I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I have an absolute beside myself with vitriol for the owners of Nyes. Like I mean, you run the business into the ground for ten years, and then you're like, oh, sorry, I guess it doesn't make money. We're going to bulldoze essentially this business that everyone in town loves and put up a high rise because we decided to price ourselves out of the market because no one comes here like you know it's that great old business adage like okay don't have any customers well you need to cover costs raise the price that'll get people in the fucking door fuck them in the face that's what i say that's too bad i have two extremely fond memories of nice um and this is the first one is a business uh, or a place it's just that one just don't like it i would love to have another club soda please Oh shit! What? what time is it? Is it one? I don't know. Oh, we got fourteen minutes. I'm, we'll wrap this up. Yeah. No, it's all right. We okay. didn't. We've never been kicked out before. This is great. Oh, it's I was. Okay, you can stay in like ten minutes after fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, no, no, we're, we're, we got, we got a little bit. But um, yeah. I maybe should have said. No, no, I was fine. gonna say we're open till one. Maybe. No, you're great. This we isn't gonna go on too long. We're, we're wrapping up. Cool. Yeah. You can stay till like ten after. It's cool. Fine. Oh, but I can't get a club soda. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. thank you. Awesome. Yeah, sorry. Are you good? I'm, I'm parched. Right you. you know, this is a dry time of year, man. You know, my, my supple skin takes a real hit. Yeah. Well, I, um. Anyway, what is cocoa butter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Okay. You smell. I smell like I smell like a pool in 1982. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my first fond memory was uh, they did a surprise party for my sister there, and uh, I'm trying to remember how old she was. It's 30, 31. Okay. Anyway. Surprise birthday party. And uh, we, uh, a friend and I made a uh, fake cake that Thank I uh, I popped out of the cake, yeah. dressed as Marilyn Monroe, and sang her a, a sultry happy birthday. Yeah. And it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She, she dug it. And then uh, my second favorite memory is I was doing the show across the street at Honey, and they were doing an open mic across the street in the basement of Nines. Yeah, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to cut away real quick and go do a set and blow everyone's minds. And uh, I'm watching. I got to watch a few comics before me. Everyone's just crushing it. I'm like, oh, sweet. This is going to be this is gonna be great. And I ate my ass. I mean, these people were not, really? not buying what I was so selling. So everybody was just hitting meatballs out yeah, of the yeah. And then you walk up and just fall in yep. your face. Nope. Every newbie, McScooby... Fucking comics. <laughs> even the Dorcasauruses were doing all right that night. It was weird. And uh, yeah, and I was like, well, this will be. I'll show these kids how to fucking how to do it. And no, nah, I just nope. ran my own dick into my ass. And just I thought eating your own ass which was <laughs> visual enough, but no. Okay, ran your rammed your dick in your ass. It well, was that's beautiful. one show you have coming up over at Honey. When is that again? Yeah, uh, it's at seven thirty at at Honey. And and and, and even if you're like a Doobie Mascooby, you'll you'll enjoy <laughs> this show. <laughs> It's it's, uh, it's it's an improv show that I host, uh-huh. uh, and uh, it's like a whose line is it anyway sort of deal. I pull okay. random games out of a hat and random performers. And, oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, make them dance for my amusement. It's great. And then the other show I'm doing is uh, uh, Phil Colas uh, runs an open mic, but they do a headliner. They do a, a closing spot, and I'm going to be doing the closing spot at uh, New Hope okay, uh, great. Cinema Grill. New Hope uh, Cinema uh, Grill. Specifically at Outtakes. Was, was kind of a... Well, it was uh, somebody who helped get that going, right? Yeah, actually, well, see, uh, one of the managers there, he was a regular where I work a mm-hmm. uh, long time ago, in fact, 10 years ago, back when I first worked there. And he was a great guy, and I always liked him. He was one of my favorite customers. And then I uh, just happened to run into him somewhere, um, and he told me to, he gave me some passes to come check out a movie where he was working that turned out to be Cinema Girl. Okay. So I did, and I looked at it, and I was like, you should do comedy here. 
This is perfect for mm-hmm. that. And uh, because I'm a perpetual fuck up business wise, I turned it over, turned the keys over to my old man, and uh, yeah, he uh, he got the thing up and going. Well, that's great. Yeah. So you'll be and when is that at the New Hope Cinema Girl? That show starts at eight. No, what 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 day? Oh, Thursday. Thursday. Well, um, everybody go there. Uh, well, Patrick, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. I mean, I would chat with you more, but it does seem like they're about to close up and they yeah. want us to leave. And I was just bitching about people coming in late at my work. Yeah, I know, keep, right? Keeping yeah. me late. I know. Can't have that. Go across town and do the same thing. With um, else. And also, and I have uh, an event coming up, um, I believe, when is it? I wrote it down somewhere. I think it's, it's on the 28th. It's coming up. We just booked it. We're doing at the Turf Club. Get a load of this. Um, one night only, Boyoki. <laughs> Nothing but David Bowie karaoke. We're going to have a costume contest. I literally just confirmed this today. Uh, so, hey, David Bowie fans uh, who are mourning with me, come on down to the Turf Club on the 28th. It's a Thursday. Um, it is going A good time will be had by all. That is my personal guarantee to you. Uh, and that's literally just off the wire. I just booked this today. Oh, and I think if you scroll down your Facebook feed long enough, you will see video that you took of me drunkenly singing David Bowie at karaoke. Is that right? Yeah. You posted it, man. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, fuck. He was filming, wasn't he? I don't remember that. Yeah, I was doing Modern Love. I remember that now. <laughs> I'll show up to Boyoki and do it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? Yeah, see how it can be done. <laughs> Watch Patrick Bauer somewhere on my Facebook page and do it. All right, Patrick, yet again, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everybody thanks here at, me, the, uh, at the uh, Cedar Inn um, for having us here. We did not warn them we were coming. We just showed up because that's the fucking way we roll. And they rolled with the punches very well, and I thank them. Um, now, a round of applause for our sponsors. Um, Stand Up Records. We like our comedy like we like our booze. Straight up and bitter. Check them up at StandUpRecords.com. They have new records out all the time. Right now, they have something out. Uh, they have new albums out by Maggie Ferris, Mary Mack, Jim David, Corey Adam, Ryan Singer. The list goes on and on. And uh, check out their Roku channel. You got one of those fancy Roku devices. Um, it's Just go to the channel store and underneath comedy, look for the stand-up channel. Uh, it has old episodes of Dreaming with Ian, some of which feature Mr. Patrick Ryan Bauer, something oh, we didn't even it. mention today. Um, in addition to full specials by all sorts of people, it's great, and, the no- and people are loving it and watching it. So thank you for if you are one of those people, and if you're not, get on the ball. Uh, yet again, go get a Roku. Uh, but One Car Service, uh, one of our great sponsors, driving, driving smiles to that extra miles. Call 612-545-5848 for a ride or find them on Facebook. Um, And our friends over at FGC Creative, uh, attention bands and bars, if you're looking to get the most out of your marketing budget, they've got the deal of the year for you. FGC Creative will custom design a shirt with your logo and screen print it on the best damn shirts around. And here's the deal. You say you heard them on Dive Bar Mitzvah, and you get them for five bucks each. Uh. Uh, there's no design fees, no setup charges, and they'll even throw in free shipping. Visit them at Facebook or at FGCCreative.com. And um, I can testify that these shirts are awesome because I have a whole bunch of Dive Bar Mitzvah t-shirts in the back of my car, so I'll hook you up with one. Oh. And they even have like the little baseball logo, so you'll especially oh, love them. Okay. You love the baseball. Yeah. Um, and if you come down to Triviasco every Tuesday at Clubhouse Jaeger um, and say, hey, I want one of those shirts, I will hook you up too. Uh, luckily, a bunch of people have already taken me up on this, and I'm going to be getting some new shirts soon, but uh, I still have some left. So come on down uh, this Tuesday or any Tuesday thereafter. I always have them on me. So seriously, Tuesday Jaeger, show up, and I'll give you a shirt from our friends at FGC Creative whilst drinking a PBR. Always in the picture and always in good taste. Paps Blue Ribbon, add extra flair to those leisure time activities. 
Uh, people of good taste naturally go for its old-time beer flavor. Original Pabst Blue Ribbon brewed as it was when it won the Blue Ribbon in 1893. So next time, put yourself in the picture and enjoy Original Pabst Blue Ribbon. Patrick, yep. yet again. Fuck Heineken. Yeah. So, Patrick, yet again, thanks for doing this. Thanks for quoting Blue Velvet right here at the end. <laughs> it went from the Bee Gees to... The Grateful Dead. That's an odd transition here. This is the Grateful Dead? I'd assume. It's been on for like 10 minutes, and it's nothing but a fucking guitar solo and somebody hitting a ride cymbal, which is pretty much all the Grateful Dead is. That's pretty close to Funkadelic. Hey, fuck you. That's not funny.